Sean Michelle's in the building. Sean, what's going on? <laughs> I have three phones so that I Kevin can Gates. talk to three of you guys about Aaron Rodgers. Hi, guys. What's going on? I see you getting your Kevin Gates on. I got three phones. <laughs> My daughter goes, Mom, does it, do your followers know you have four phones? I'm like, they don't need to know that. What I have to do is research. How you guys doing? I'm doing wonderful over here. I got a little coley cold. But, you oh, know, no. Mama Dukes made some chicken soup earlier. So, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Mama Dukes is the queen. We know how to knock a cold out. I can tell you that much. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. What would I do without Mama Dukes? That's right. And you always should always should acknowledge that. Good good evening, Zach. Good evening. And <laughs> Zach, I think she Zay, get your Zay, well, Zay, 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 Zay. That's just my brain, how it works. You guys listen, if, Zach, I don't call, if I don't call you by the wrong name at least once a month, then I don't actually know you. So hi, hi Zay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. You know, we talked about boxing, we talked about the NFL. But it's time to talk about this particular topic. Needless to say, all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including Green Bay whack packer Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee show. I, I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released, too? What's that? What are you talking about? There's some files that have, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. <laughs> but Jimmy Kimmel took a shot at Aaron Rodgers for his UFO comments and comments about Epstein and Epstein's list potentially being revealed to the media and mass people. Okay, so... Shaw, I want to start off with you, right? Because um, this is why you're here, right? You, I got to get you in first, right? Because um, me, when it comes to comedy and stand-up comedy, I feel like I'm walking in a tightrope because I always preach that there's a lot of sensitive people and um, we live in an era of, you know, the Me Too and cancel culture and a lot of comedy guys, right? Comedians, right? That's what we call them. They say stuff and it's like they are not exempted from punishment, you know, and their job is to crack jokes. Right. And that's what we seen with Dave Chappelle. And we all know what happened with Dave Chappelle. We all know Chris Rock got rocked by Will Smith when he, you know, came at Jada. And, you know, you would have thought him being a comedian, he was exempted from getting rocked. But the question that I want to start you off with is should Jimmy Kimmel's clap back be taken as just comedy or does his clapback seem a little personal? First of all, you got the right person in here to talk this talk, because let me tell you what, I named my show, my podcast broadcast that I call it, WTF. I'm named it for this specific reason. First of all, it's uncancelable. And two, we can get in there, get down to the nuts and bolts of what really is what. Because let me tell you what, if Jimmy Kimmel can't have an arena to go ahead and make light of something that can be considered heavy. In a lot of ways, we're living in a heavy, heavy world. So if you can't, as a comedian, use your comical prowess to get people to laugh at the heavy load of what we're looking at, listen, what can you do? 
You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is on a dark retreat. The dude is underneath the cave eating air probably for the past four days. Okay. And he, he's, he's admittedly, I'm calling Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Ayahuasca Rodgers, because the dude is high as a kite, got two MVPs underneath his name. He said, listen, I want two MVPs on mushrooms. They call him plant-based mushrooms, plant-based as if they weren't plants already. Like, yo, he's normalizing what people used to do in the dark. Right. And I, I listen, I, you called the right person on the show. You called the right gal on the show because I have, you know, I have, I have had some plant-based uh, phyllocylibins, mushrooms. All right. And I take them a little bit, like a, a little, little, little bits at a time to see what might, uh, it might enlighten me with. And I can tell you what, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing there in that dark depth, dark retreat, but I, I hope he ain't eating a handful of mushrooms because some things make you crazy. Okay, I take little bits and I'm like, let me just like enjoy the sun because the sun starts turning colors or whatever. So anyways, that being said, he knows that Aaron Rodgers is in the arena of uniqueness or difference or that wild world of, of mushrooms. When you take mushrooms, you kind of like are in a whole different world. So he's making light, in my opinion, of what's already you know, Aaron Rodgers has already gone too deep down the rabbit hole. And once you go too deep, you have to, and you've been opened up by the mushroom world, then you have to, you know, kind of be ready for what people have to say about it. Because some people have not done it and they just make in light of what they've heard about it. But you know, when you've tried mushrooms, anything goes in that world. <laughs> So that's what I think. I think that uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel can make some jokes and it should be OK. But I think that, um, you know, you also should have to be aware that when you are on that big stage, I always say it here. When you're on that big stage, you're going to have different people looking at you with different eyes because you're also a role model. And so maybe he wants to, again, normalize the use of mushrooms for people who need it for other health reasons rather than using uh let's say you know modern medicine or, or western medicine because a lot of that stuff is manufactured right so he's using the plant-based uh uh version of let's say something that could get him well in his mental so i'm not going to judge the guy i think he's not hurting anybody i think he's different for going to a dark retreat i want to know about that and he's going to show up at this. He's going to show up actually at a mushroom convention in Oregon in the coming uh, weeks. And he's going to talk about the experience he had. So I'm more interested in finding about the, the, the experience he had rather than what Jimmy Kimmel has to say. And I'm going to pass you the mic to answer the same question. Should Jimmy Kimmel's clap back, you know, on the situation regarding Epstein, and we all know about that story, should oh. that be taken as comedy or does his clap back seem a little personal? Um, I mean, we can't really go into his mind to say, you know, which which one it was. But the only thing we, we can say is that he is a comedian. So if he said it as a joke, we got to take him as that's what it was. Unless he says something something different than that in, in the future. Um, but I also do think that, you know, we've, we've gotten very sensitive as a whole um and you know a lot of a lot of a lot of times people taking offense to to a lot of different types of jokes so we can't say the same jokes that we used to i have to say this guys because you know what lil when you asked me that question i went off into mushrooms because that's more interesting to me but i did 
do an episode on my show about this Jeffrey Epstein list. And I just so happen to have it here on one of my four phones. Do you guys want to know some of the names that are on it? Sure, I want to hear Zach, it. Zach, you look interested. Let me tell you the names that are on here. <laughs> Seth Green, James Gunn, Dan Schneider, Steven Spielberg, oh, Tom Hanks, and guess who else? Stephen Colbert and, oh, color me surprised, Jimmy Kimmel. He's on oh, wow. that list. Of course, Jimmy Kimmel's going to make light of it. You know what Hollywood is good at doing, you guys? I'm in Hollywood, just so you know. Um, they're good at making things uh, appear to be funny, and they're just making a joke out of the truth. Okay, so you'll find movies that have been predictive. They call it predictive programming, and it's because we're making, they're writing the script so that when this stuff happens, it will be like, oh, but it was a joke. It's a psyop. It's to make you, it's a gaslighting technique to make you watch stuff and go, am I really seeing this? Is this really happening? And then when the real truth comes out, you're like, wait, that wasn't a movie that can't be true. That's what Hollywood does. It is a programming system. Look, y'all, so if Jimmy, I don't even know, if Jimmy Kimmel made light of it, it's because his name is on the list right there. And whether his name is going to be off, I don't know what defense these people's lawyers are going to sell. There are so many people in Hollywood that you might admire that is on this list. Will Smith's on that list. We know that Beyonce and Jay-Z are on that list. Jim Carrey's on that list. Kathy Griffin, Oprah Winfrey's on that list. Oh my, Demi Moore, Ben Affleck, Meryl Streep. Is on that list. Chelsea hey. Handler, she's weird. She's definitely on that list. Um, there's so many people. My, my gosh. And that is Ellen DeGeneres. Come on, guys. That's only the actors. And there, it is deeper. It's like everybody you might want to turn on Netflix to watch is on that list. So you got to wipe your screen clean if you want to cancel everybody on that list. And that's very concerning because we're, we're laughing at it right now. But I can tell you from my research, and again, Ja, when you have me on this, you know that I, I delve into loving to do a little bit of investigative stuff. So from what I gather, on that island, there are the most inhumane things that are happening to children. And when children aren't off limits, Hollywood is despicable. And so my job in, to, as, is entering into Hollywood because I'm just getting back into it is to go in there and see what I can change, right? Because I'm seeing that people on that list have gone to that island to do sacrifices, child sacrifices. Obviously, Jeff Epstein was a convicted child a pedophile on on record and so they were engaging unless they were doing some you know salmon fishing off the right hand side of that island that's the only way you can get to the island was to go through jeffrey epstein's uh manifest in his little private plane then i don't know what your defense is going to be in court because you either was, was was fly fishing over on the right side of the island and that's the only way you can get there or you was involved with whatever jeffrey epstein was involved with but the list is heavy and nobody ever thought that they would ever be found out about because, see, they always think what's done in the dark, they can just do it. But I can tell you what, my Bible says whatever done in the dark comes to light. I'm going to go with that. Woo, that's a heavy punch, man. You know this a little Shadamus hours, man. We checking in at the little Shadamus hours over here. I mean, <laughs> they, when you see the question that's presented at the bottom of the screen and you hear Sean Michelle read that list and Jimmy Kimmel's name is on that list, what comes to mind? 
Uh, I mean, I knew Jimmy Kimmel was on that list. He was he was projected to be on that list for a long time. Him and Jim Carrey joked about it on the uh, on the show when Jim Carrey was um interviewing. You know, they joked yep. about it, him being an Illuminati and all this other stuff, child sacrifices, doing all the different things. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a running joke because the joke is on us. The joke is on the consumers of the, the TV, the networks, because they're throwing it in your face. It, it's it's out in the open. They're telling you who they are, and we're saying, oh, it's just a joke. That's not it. You know, but everyone needs to understand every joke has the truth in it. You know, they put it as a playful thing. You know, comedians nowadays, comedians in general, when they go on stage and they tell jokes, they tell you the jokes are real. These are serious things. I'm just playing it off as a comical thing because now it's funny. When you're going through the things, it's not funny. When you're going through all these different things, when they joke about it, it's like, this is what's actually happening. We're going to joke about it, but this is what's actually happening. You take it as a joke, you take it seriously, you do what you want, but this is what's actually happening. Rather you like it or not, you can't stop it. It's going to happen no matter what. Um, You know, Jimmy Kimmel targeting Aaron Rodgers about his UFOs and Epstein just makes me more excited that Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. That's all it made me do. Like, oh, he must be coming to the Jets. He's talking about Aaron Rodgers. It, it, like, why? There's so many people, there's so many conspiracies out there that talk about different things, especially celebrities. You going to target my boy Aaron Rodgers or he coming to the Jets? That's all that, that's all that confirmed when, when Jimmy Kimmel. But Jimmy Kimmel, amongst many people on that list, I, I knew were – um, to, stuck with Epstein in some form of way, and I, the reason why I knew that for sure is because a couple years ago I saw a show on Netflix called House of Cards, and this talked about a lot of political corruption, a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Imagine this happened in real life. What happens? Donald Trump becomes president, and everything that was on that show, Donald Trump did everything, every little thing that was on that show from the T, from political corruption to outside back, everything. I saw in House of Cards. And then I saw Donald Trump. I'm like, how the hell? Like, did he just watch the show and be like, I'm going to come president. I'm going to do everything this I'm gonna do everything this man just did and put that on, put that in display, put that in real life. It was baffling from, like I said, he he manipulated reporters, did all these different things, every single thing. And I'm just looking at him I'm like, damn. It's, it's something that, that I just seen, like, recently. One of the big, biggest shows on Netflix just happened in real life. So what else? At this point, what else? Is being like you know just out there that information and stuff that's just being thrown in our faces and we're just overlooking it. We're just shrugging, shrugging it off. Like you know what, it's not that serious. It's just entertainment. You know, entertainment is not to harm us. It's to make us laugh. It's supposed to just keep us distracted. But it's not the case at all. They're literally putting it in your face that this is exactly what's going on. You can see it from the music videos to the music to the movies, the TV shows to the to the um the fashion models the, the the clothing they wear everything is out there in the open and people are just like struggling enough you know oh you know it's just this it's just that you know what they say right because there's a term going out here and and I know you and Zay and Shaw y'all been hearing this term about sports being scripted right you talk about the NFL oh it's scripted the NBA oh it's scripted you know the Jake Paul leak right remember that when somebody leaked how the fight was going to end, it's scripted. But the world is scripted. <laughs> when you look at the world, forget about sports. We're talking about Jimmy Kimmel and all these things that's going on. It's scripted. And that's what's, like, shocking to me. Well, it's not shocking. Now, I do have a response, right? I want to talk about this because um, Aaron Rodgers, we all know he's a free thinker. Some people will label him a conspiracy theorist or whatever. But, um... Aaron Rodgers is a type of cat that, you know, for him to have that type of stature that he has where we know who Aaron Rodgers is and to be able to speak his mind, you know, just so vividly, I think it's commendable. 
because um there was even a report. I'm not sure if y'all heard about this, but um the former Green Bay Packers backup quarterback, his name is Deshaun Kaiser. He recalled one of the first interactions with Aaron Rodgers, right, when he was playing. And he said, do you believe in 9-11? And he responded, yeah, of course I believe in 9-11. Why wouldn't I? And Aaron Rodgers responded, you should read up on that. And that's how Kaiser and Rodgers bonded, you know, learning the playbook and also talking about conspiracy theories. Now, a lot of people, antennas going to go up. What you mean about 9-11? What you talking about there? Of course, we believe in it. Planes hit the building. It crashed. Boom. A lot of people died and lost their lives, unfortunately. But um, Aaron Rodgers is a type of individual that's not scared to say, well, if you look at the data and you actually look at testimonies, people heard bombs going off in the building. You know, and um, it sounded like airplanes. It sounded like bombs. That's Aaron Rodgers and a guy that has that, you know, stature. I think he's meant for New York. And um, Zay, you're right. You're on the money. Um, I think it's confirmed that he's going to end up in New York. And that type of personality in New York and New York radio is going to be an interesting combination. I'm going to go ahead and say this guy deserves to be in Seattle. He needs to be as close as he can to Oregon so he can dip out to that darkness retreat over in Oregon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm serious, bro. This ain't the first nor the last time that man is gonna be in the middle of the season. Like, let me go. I need to go over to Oregon. If he's in Seattle at Seahawks, he can just take a weekend drive. He can hit knock them shrooms out and the three-day night retreat every weekend. You know what I mean? He needs no borders. But I think uh and also it has a hippier vibe, you know. I went to university in Washington State, it's very hippie there. But no, I think. Aaron Rodgers has his boy Bakari, and he's like, he's like, you know, got his back. These see what's happening now is athletes, main people who just your ordinary housewives. We have access to understanding now that a lot of these theories are not necessarily theories anymore. And that if you if you have been awakened, as they call it, then you can't go back to sleep. So Aaron Rodgers knows this. He's talking about darkness retreats and mushrooms like it was like he had woke up and ate cereal because it's all normal for him right everybody else is like oh jimmy kimball knows he's in trouble so everybody's you know making light but i think that a team that could you know go well with rogers is you know maybe someone that matt growing the you know the the, the creator of uh, the simpsons might know he always seems to know what's going on he's the predictive programming illuminati probably right so <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you what Aaron Rodgers is already exciting. The home dude has a clone at every game. Like, let's talk about that. No one wants to talk about the fact that Aaron Rodgers has a clone that shows up to his game all the time. It's like we don't talk about how parrots actually talk and sound like humans. Aaron Rodgers has a clone. Am I the only one that's seen his clone at the game? Is that guy going to move to New York too? Is he going to move to New York? Say what? <laughs> his clone. <laughs> Zay over here like I'm mesmerized. <laughs> Listen, Aaron Rodgers will be moving to Jersey, right next to the stadium, right near the stadium. He'll be moving into the nice homes and nice comfortability and quietness of Jersey, where he's able to do his darkness retreats. He's able to go camping and do whatever kind of quietness he could do in New Jersey because he's not going to New York. He's not. That's why they need to change the name to the New Jersey Jets and Giants because it's not a New York team. They're a tri-state team. Let's call them the tri-state Jets and Giants because it's not a New York team. You're not based in the city. You're you're in Secaucus, New Jersey. They're the furthest thing away from the city. It's not even close. You're no, not even in Garden drive, City. Jets you're not drive. in the city. You know, the closest thing they have to civilization is the American Dream Mall. That's what they got over there. 
That, that's that's it's not the New York City Jets and Giants, but he's gonna stay in Jersey. And I I think it's it's known over there. A lot of the players stay out there in the northern parts of New Jersey. That's a lot. All of Jets, Giants, all of those guys. That's yeah, true. They, 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 they should be one single team. It should be 106 players. The New York whatever Jets, Giants, because they're all in the same vicinity. They they're all neighbors at this point. It, no one really stays in New York City. The only person I think in recent memory that was staying in New York City was Cam Newton. He bought like a $30 million penthouse in the Manhattan when he first got signed or something like that, some ridiculousness. It was some crazy penthouse that he had in the city. But he wasn't even in front. He wasn't even standing there. He was in New York. So, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. You know, guys don't stay in the city unless well, you're Cam playing, Newton, you know. Cam Newton's getting that 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 reality show money. He's, you know, he don't need to stay in Jersey. Jersey, you're right. Jersey is it's the suburbs of New York, and it's not exciting. Maybe Aaron Rodgers could do well. No one actually should ever live in Jersey, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. I like I think, Jersey. <laughs> oh, okay. Me you personally. also like being in the house. So, anyways. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> you know the vibes, man. Can't mess with outside. Too much stuff going on out there. It's well, yo, Anthony. Go ahead. Now, Anthony, I got a question for you, right? Because um, when you reflect back to Aaron Rodgers' most recent behavior, right? You go back to the pandemic year and he had the fake vaccination card and it turned out that he wasn't really vaccinated. And he said, I was immunized. And, um, you know, he got in trouble for that, right? And um, I don't believe he took the vaccine up to this day. Kyrie Irving, though, we know how the NBA gave Kyrie Irving hell. When he sat out and missed all them games, why do you think it's possible that Aaron Rodgers can still be in the good graces of the media? Because, yes, we know there's some media members that hate Aaron Rodgers. We all know that famous Chicago media member that says he's not an MVP, da da da, but he still won the MVP that year, um, won back to back. You know, the media seemed to like Aaron Rodgers. Why do you think he has this leash? When you consider the fact that Kyrie Irving, same infraction, obviously longer games missed, but he didn't, you know, he's not in the good graces anymore, but Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers could come out with comments about Epstein and still be in the good graces of the media. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, in comparison to Kyrie Irving, it's tough because, like, we still also have to take into account the things that Kyrie Irving does to himself, right? Like saying he's taking some time off to go be with the family and then you in the club and they got pictures of you in the club party. So, you know, Kyrie does do a lot of things to himself. You know what I'm saying? Now, obviously there's some things that, you know, I feel like he shouldn't have been in trouble for, but there are a lot of things that Kyrie did kind of did to himself. So, you know, and then we're in the New York market. So the New York media is 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 very tough, especially if you're not winning in New York City. The media can be very tough. And Rogers is in is in Green Bay. That's that's he a might whole, be in the New York media. Well, he might be in the New York media now, but I mean, but realistically, when have you ever heard about Aaron Rodgers in the club or Aaron Rodgers doing something outside of football? You really don't hear no no, no type of crazy stories about Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I could see, I could see it being a little bit different for Aaron Rodgers and, and Kyrie, but again, Kyrie does a lot of a lot of stuff to himself. Hmm. Zay, I'm gonna throw that question your way, but I'm gonna add a little sub question. Or is it he's just a good football player, like at the top of his game, and that overcomes everything else he says? 
You know, it's, it's interesting because um, it, it, I think it's a bit of both. You know, when we talk about the dynamics of Aaron Rodgers and uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, Kyrie Irving won it. He won the first champ. He won the first championship with LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers history. Like he's solidified, but he still had to face a lot of trials and tribulations regarding the vaccination, regarding a lot of different factors. And that's because in which a lot of people don't want to hear, don't want to listen to. The fact of the matter is, a lot of the major decision makers of sports. Uh, a lot of the high, like high key fans of the uh, uh, sport of basketball, they view that championship as the LeBron James accomplishment, not a Kyrie accomplishment, not a Kevin Love accomplishment. They look at it as LeBron James carried the whole team and won a championship. They don't look at what Kyrie Irving um, su- uh, supported LeBron James with. He didn't name look what his uh, what he added to the team. But when people look at Aaron Rodgers when he won the Super Bowl. They're saying, oh, you brought Green Bay to the chip. You did it. You you brought us to the promised land. You did everything for Green Bay. And you won all these MVPs. Just Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that is a different type of light because they damn Kyrie's. You're the best player, though, on, on the team. The best player on the team usually gets that credit. So since Kyrie wasn't the number one guy, he didn't get that credit. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is pretty much always, since he's taken over, he's been the best player on the Green Bay Packers. And like I said, he, the light was dim. But if Kyrie Irving didn't score 40 points in a, in a couple games in the finals, they would have got kicked out. Kyrie had to carry that load. It wasn't just LeBron they went for 80, 90 in a game, and it was over. Because, look, Kyrie, without Kyrie, LeBron doesn't win that chip in Cleveland. It, yes. it, it, it doesn't happen. But he's not LeBron James. So it no, doesn't, not at all. As, not and at all. And but, I, love, I love Kyrie. But it, they're going to look at it as LeBron is – Arguably the best player. There's people like that now are starting to argue that LeBron is the best player ever, right? So they're never going to give that same type of credit before LeBron James. When prior to LeBron James getting there, you didn't make the playoffs. When it was just you, so they're not going to give him that. Aaron Rodgers, they're going to give him that because he has been the best player on the team, on the championship team, getting MVPs. So they're going to give him that. Yeah, and then that's that's exactly why Kyrie gets the the flack that he does because he's not looked upon as the guy never looked upon as the face of the league. Never looked, never compared to the greatest point guards that the league has ever seen. The greatest scorers the league has ever seen. And unfortunately that's the, that's the, the makeup of why Kyrie kept on going downhill after that championship, not talent wise, but recognition, what he getting for sponsorships, what, you know, cause the things he's saying was getting highlighted way more. He was just more, I'm going to say what's on my mind. And unfortunately what he said was on his mind Went against the guys who were making the most money, so they took away everything from him because it was quicker to take away everything from him opposed to, let's say, right now. Well, John Morant's going through. John Morant's the face of the league. John Morant's the face of teams, but he's not getting the same flack. He's not getting Nike sponsors taken away from him. Yeah, we we agree with you. We want to help you out. We want to help you find, you know, the help you need. The help you need. You could take time away from the team. It's not a suspension, really. It's him trying to seek, you know, his find himself. Like, they way how they downplay it. That's the thing I hate about the media. The media always play favoritism. You know, they always try to, and you know, from a black and white perspective, right? When a white person does something crazy, like um, shoot up a school, I'm going to take it to McDonald's. You know, um, this, this white person shot up a school, you know, whereas a black person, First of all, we don't do that type of stuff. But um, if a black person gets, you know, break into somebody's house, thugs, you know, criminals, the wording is different. And I'm seeing the same thing with Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers. But I think I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. I'll pass it to you. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing, Lil. I was going to say that, you know, it's always it's always that double-edged sword, so to speak, where, you know, and, 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 and let's call the kettle black. Let's call things out for what they are. The fact of the matter is that Aaron Rodgers is hippity-doo-dah, hippity-day, and so is... So is our guy, and he. But you know, the, the only thing about that is that uh, he's got an afro, and Rogers has got that stringy hair, right? So Kyrie is more like, well, he's trying to go against the rule, and he's thinking he's powerful. He's using the fight, the powers that be, and Rogers is doing the same thing. He's just doing it in a, in, a, in a different way, and 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 honestly, it could be because of the color of the skin, and that is as simple as that. See, the thing is, is that psychologically speaking, I think that we don't we don't understand how black people and white people are always going to be looked at differently, even mm. especially even the children. I'm looking and I'm going in and doing some observations at my son's school, and I'm noticing that the white children in the class get treated differently from the black children in the class, and this is, I believe, is truly subconscious, because I don't think the, te the teacher is like, I'm going to be racist. They just think that the black kid that has their hand up is like stronger. They can wait a little bit longer while they answer the questions over there to the white kids. So this happens at a young age. And I think that we have put black people in such a power and such a, in such a light where they're strong enough to deal with it or whatever. And we almost overexert their energy to the point where we collapse their, their strength. Right. And so maybe Kyrie is just as hippity doo day as Aaron Rodgers, but because he looks stronger and he's trying to take his power back by saying, these are what I'm, this is what I know. And, you know, and then you can take it or leave it. Aaron Rodgers says the same thing. And they're just like, oh, he's had a nice retreat in the dark. Right. So I think that the problem is, Good is point. a lot of this stuff is psychologically uh, embedded into our, into our very almost you know dna and over time what happens is guys is is over time if you start to indoctrinate or embed certain behaviors they will remain with you and the generations after won't even realize that they had certain freedoms or that they, they had a certain thought processes because that thought process is annihilated right and so you know, this whole this whole difference, treating people different, it doesn't surprise me at all. I thought the exact same thing you thought, Lil. And I think that that's something that we have to acknowledge. We can't just say, oh, I think or we got to acknowledge these things out loud, because when you acknowledge the truth out loud, it loses its power. Yeah, I agree with y'all 100 percent. I do think and especially when she broke it down even further, I do think it's a racial psychological Thing. Like, think about it. Like, if Tom Brady came out, obviously he's Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. But let me not use him. But if, let's say, Mac Jones came out and talked about these conspiracy theories, do you really think Mac Jones would get that same pushback that Kyrie Irving does? And he hasn't accomplished anything. He hasn't won anything. I don't think so. Well, that's why, because he's not important enough to for anybody to care if it's Mac it Jones. Be as simple as that. It, yeah, it would like it, it would have to be somebody with the same level of notoriety as Kyrie Irving. Is anybody who doesn't have that Rogers gets that same notoriety and he doesn't get that same pushback. No, but they do because when he when he lied about the card, the media was getting up. They did, they did at that time, <laughs> but did. like he still won MVP, which was voted primarily from like the media. Like the media voted for MVP, like certain members of the media. So he's still in the good graces. Like nobody really talk about. Him the same way they do Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yo, he, it seems like Kyrie Irving is more 
on his way to being blackballed from the NBA. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, although he may be on his way out, it's because he's going to retire soon. He's 39 years yeah, old yes, on his exactly. way out. He's 39. Yep. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie hasn't he hasn't been playing at that level that Aaron Rodgers has. And Aaron Rodgers got back-to-back MVPs for a reason. Like, even if you don't feel like the second one, maybe he shouldn't have won. He was still – you're not saying he was he was worse than three on the list, on, on the MVP list. Like, Let's take it. We haven't oh, seen – have not seen Kyrie Irving play at that level. The last time we saw Kyrie Irving before that, the, the, the Nets was getting swept out of the playoffs. The year before that, what, was, what, what did Kyrie do? Now, but Kyrie Irving was the number two. You got Kevin Durant over there. What he doing over there? Sitting pretty? It was it for Playboy it magazine? Neither one be Kevin Durant. He's, but Aaron Rodgers is. So he's actually, yeah, he's, he has his, you know, the, the, the vaccine stuff, but he's still balling on the field. They're not even, you know what I'm saying? They're, they, what, are they, what are they doing? I didn't see no MVPs come out of Brooklyn. And Rodgers got back to back MVPs, though. I got another question that I want to throw you out way. And this is the last question. And then we go around the panel with our final takeaways. So I'm going to start off with you, Shar. When you talk about Jeffrey Epstein, right? Because there was a lot of conspiracies about his death, right? About um, did he really die? Was he taken out? You know, is he really dead? Is he alive somewhere that we don't know about? When you use your brain, and I know you think things through, you're a very, um, per- you're a person that loves to make sure you investigate. We call you the investigator, right? When you investigate everything that you know about everything surrounding his death, do you think he's really dead, eh? Or do you think he's alive somewhere? Okay. That is a great question. And so um, I'd like to start off with thinking, with saying that these are my thoughts and my opinions, and they have uh, nothing to do with the 99. This ain't 99 pod show, but I don't think Jeffrey Epstein's dead. Are you kidding me? They die all the time when they're in that hot water and they got all them people. This dude is tucked away in Antarctica somewhere in a cave in the middle of the earth. I'm not sure. (laughs) But no, seriously, I don't think that Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And if he is dead, well, you know, God rest his soul. I pray that he got saved before he did because the crimes he did will likened him to the hellfires forever in my opinion because the guy was bad and he and and the thing about it is that the group he hung out with and the group of people he hung out with my goodness what kind of people need to do what sacrifices and things like that so i think that we deal within a system that is very intricate in nature the government has a website that if you spell the illuminati backward it goes right into our governmental sites Okay, it is something that that is I I will even type it or something in the in the in the bio so you guys can look at it yourself. But it's something where we have to look at what it is that we're surrounding. We have a bigger picture than Justin Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein was just a guy who got everybody's, you know, fantasies fulfilled in, in the most disgusting, creepy ways possible. But this is just the iceberg, man. There is shows on on um. What's that network? There's a show on on you know um, Vice. No, oh, yeah, Vice is great for that. But there's also there's no there's a show where it talks about weird things people do in in, in with that people don't know about, like eat their toenails all all day and eat the people are weird. Is what I'm saying. So <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein got is surrounded by a bunch of weirdos. People we watch on movie, we're like, oh my gosh, I love them. 
Don't love nobody. Don't put nobody on a pedestal. Everybody is just a bag of meat, and hopefully they're better than they are worse. But I don't think that Jeffrey Epstein could be dead. I think he's protected by those people, and he might still have some sort of a ring going on because I don't think it stopped with him. But I think we should be aware. And even if that list is a lie, which is a lot of their defense is going to be like that, he never went there or he just went to go fly fishing there. We should look at that list closely and we should look at who we put value in and we should look at where we spend our dollars. We should look at where we spend our time and we should protect our children because they there are many Jeffrey Epstein's and they work in cahoots with many powerful people in the higher ups and the governments and things like that. So, yeah, I hate to crack the code, but yeah, no, I don't think the guy's dead. I'm glad you cracked the code because this is real stuff. We got family members. We got little sisters here. We got little nieces here. So, you know, nobody, everybody should be thanking the type of program that we putting out there and the facts that's being spit because this is real, you know what? But Zay, I'll let you answer that question. Do you think this clown is really dead or is he alive somewhere hiding? Nah, yeah, I think, I don't think he committed suicide. I think they killed him. I think he had too many important people on that list for him to be um, still alive. And coincidental that uh, for whatever reason, the camera was out in that section of the jail where he was sex with he was section that isolated from everyone else by himself. Um, you know, he, he he had to die. Unfortunately, that's just what it was. You had too many people. You had too many powerful people on your list. You got arrested. You got caught. Um, you had all the information to indict all of these people, including judges, including politicians, including celebrities. But everyone just talks about celebrities. I'm, I'm more focused on which politicians he had on that list. I don't care about Jimmy Kimmel's and, and uh, Will Smith's and those and that. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about, did he have any um, attorney generals? Did he have senators? Did he have, which representatives did he have under his pocket? That he was able to do all these different things. Um, Scott Free, under the radar. No, 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 um, no issues. Him and Kevin Spacey was apparently having a great time on that plane. I mean, they, they that's what, what I was reported. It was in the, the Kevin Spacey and him. Um, you know, and it was ironic because years ago, the Kevin Spacey thing was a rumor. Oh, yeah, Kevin Spacey does this. I forgot who. It was a random social media post, one of them. And I'd never seen it again for years. And then it resurfaced. It's crazy. And it resurfaced seven, eight years later that Kevin Spacey was on a plane with Jeffrey Epstein and amongst others um, having a, having a, a an orgy train with underage boys and all the other stuff, aspiring actors that want that. It was like craziness. I'm like, What? Uh, I say all that to say, man, listen, that he definitely, it was a homicide. It wasn't a suicide, but they put it away because whoever he had on that list wanted him dead. Well, whoever he had on this list, multiple people, they wanted him dead. And then there's a reason why he is no, he's not able to, to speak his, to speak his words, testify to anything that this is the reason why he had way too many powerful people on that list and he played with fire. And you know, that, that list is going to come to fruition soon. Watch in like 10 years. When everything cools down, that's when all the names, everyone's going to start getting arrested little by little. When everyone's influence, everyone's power is gone, that's when the cleanup will officially happen. But it's not going to happen anytime soon, y'all. You know, I apologize that uh, you, you want it to happen now. It's not happening anytime soon. It's probably going to happen when another major thing happens. Like, for example, you know, how ironic Aaron Rodgers is talking about UFOs. We, you know, hearing a lot about UFOs. And then the Epstein list allegedly is supposed to be released. You see the correlation there? They always try to distract you from another thing while they push another thing, and that's how they get you. But, Trip, I push the same question your way. Do you think he's dead? Do you think he's alive? Do you think he's smoking a cigar with Tupac somewhere in Cuba? What are we thinking? 
No, I don't. I, I don't think seen him. Now, I can't speak as to whether somebody killed him or he killed himself. Like I wasn't there, so I can't really. I can't really speak on that. But I do. I do think that he's dead. Um, as far as the list goes and the names that's on the list, like I, I watched the documentary um, on Netflix, so I seen a lot of it. But I, it's tough to to say exactly what went on and who did what because just because somebody's name is on the list doesn't mean they was involved in no in no craziness. So I can't speak to that unless you know there's more proof comes out that says such and such did this and they did that because you know a lot of times. You know, people can use the situations that's going on to basically kind of hide in plain sight, right? So, yeah, he might have done some stuff with some with some people, but at a party, he's having a you know something going down on the island. Let's just say, right? Everybody's chilling, having a good time, and then yeah, who knows? Maybe somebody dipped off and did some stuff. But you know, you got all the other people that's there. They might not even know what the hell what the hell is going on. And they just like, oh no, nah, this is a cool dude. He be having us out here chilling, nothing but bottles, you know. Everybody, everybody eating good, living right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would have to see a little bit more evidence on just everybody that's on us before I just be like, nah, y'all all was into some wild bill stuff. The only thing I I say about that aunt is that he since uh, the '90s was a convicted pedophile. So when you're hanging, everybody else. Yeah, when you're hanging out with a convicted pedophile, you might want to consider if you hang out with a bunch of surfers, you might end up surfing. So I'm not saying that they hung out with a bunch of they hung out with a pedophile, so they end up being a pedophile. But I'm saying you made me think that maybe we should look at the number of times each person participated visited that island because i think if you've gone once and you're like i was at a party it was a one-time thing i was invited i can understand that more than you've been on that manifest for you know 10 15 times five times 10 times 15 times then there's more of an understanding of what you're getting when you're on that island so i think you're right and i think we should look at the numbers of times that we went that these people went to the island and then they should go in there and start doing some, 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 some forensics, some DNA samples, go in those rooms, scrape the walls, scrape the, they said there's a big field where they, you know, burn bodies and stuff. Let's get some DNA done. But the thing about it is that you again are dealing with people with a lot of power. And when you're dealing with people with a lot of power, they're going to fancy the, the the people like us, the the, the the citizens, enough to say, you know, we're, we're doing justice here, but we cannot wipe all those people with power. We won't be watching, you'll be watching white noise on the screen if, if, if that's a case <laughs> he got everybody on the damn island. <laughs> we gonna be looking at nothing in a minute. Let me ask you something because so so now because now then we gotta also prosecute everybody who's ever done a song with R. Kelly. Uh, I was just about to bring him so, up. Yo, you read my mind. Because so, like you know, we're going. You that was my point. But if you're at the studio with R. Kelly, do making music, that's one thing. If you're at his home going to a private flying over to a private island more than a few times you might want to consider the word and the testimony and again i'm a more of a witness person you might want to consider the, the testimony of one or two or more witnesses before you go and try to indict person and try to assassinate characters so again there are 
witness categories that we need to look at. We need to look at the number of times that they have been flown over to the island. And then again, the forensics is going to tell us more. But it's already a shady situation because the guy has been a convicted pedophile for over tw two decades. So That's they've known. They did, know. We, did we not all see the tape? Right? Did that? Did that tape? Did the world not see the R. Kelly tape? So True. now if I go and do a song with R. Kelly after that, knowing that the world saw what that man did to, to a child. Look, look, to, be I, clear, to be clear, he never got arrested. To be fair, I never saw that tape. I'm just saying, I know that right now. I'm probably like the only person <laughs> in, in the hemisphere. No, most of the, most of you. But yeah, it's nothing that you should want to see. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I kept it far away from you. Like, yeah. I ain't going to see it by accident either. Like, I'm just not going to see it. Yeah, but unless right. I'm across TV. But I think for me, right, I think that point is valid on both sides because there were still people that worked with R. Kelly. You know, and I think that actually helps not only Ant's point, but Shaw's point. Like, if you know somebody is a convicted pedophile, you shouldn't be partying with him. You shouldn't be going to islands with him. You shouldn't be making music with him. You shouldn't be doing nothing with him. So to be honest, we should be canceling the whole music industry. Everybody who we listen to, there would no be nothing left with him. We should be canceling everything. Matter of fact, how about we cancel entertainment? Okay, as well because <laughs> so you'd have to cancel the whole entertainment because so at the end of the a lot day, of stuff been going on in, for a long time. So you'd have to cancel exactly. a lot. Of stuff. We need to just make some really, like I said, some really aesthetic sounding brown noise, white noise, gray noise. Just be on there humming mm, nah, hey, and all that. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers, all of us, and we ain't we gonna watch TV. <laughs> And listen to music, we might as well get a book, pick it up, and read it in the dark. Facts. Okay, that's just how it is. And become the next Mark and Max. I like that idea best. You know? I like that idea best. But you know, let's go around the panel here for our final thoughts about this situation that we are talking about right now. This topic with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Campbell. Um, Zay, I, I guess I'll start with you. Your final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts being that Jimmy Kimmel's running out of things to say. He's running out of things to comment on. You know, his sport, sports is not his expertise. He don't talk about it often. The only time he really does anything sports-related is on the big game, Super Bowl, NBA Finals, ML, uh, World Series, Stanley Cup. He does stuff for, like, dogs and stuff, who picks for the winner. That's the kind of stuff he does. Uh, but beyond that, Jimmy Kimmel, like, he's an interesting character, man. Uh, he has a lot of jokes. He has a lot of guests on there. Um, if you ever watch some of the interviews, you could tell a discomfort level with Jimmy Kimmel and some of these guests. It's something off. It's like, what is going on? Like, I don't feel comfortable being up here with you, Jimmy. It, it's you're, you're giving off a certain energy that's not really pertaining to the like to the camera. It's not showing on camera, but whatever is happening between them and the guests, it's just a disconnect. Clearly, um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Because there's a lot going on that people don't know or people do, don't want to know, really. And um, so him taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers only proves one thing. Welcome to New York. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you respond to that. Well, I don't want to kill Zay's pipe dream, but I think, again, he should be over there at uh, near Oregon. And you might be right. There might be a couple of dark holes he can dig over there in Jersey because Lord knows there's nothing going on there. But I think, yeah, I think I think you're right when it comes to um, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know. I don't really watch television that much. So what Lil said about reading a book, cracking a book open and and, and, and doing that and canceling all the industry, that wouldn't be 
a problem for me, just like it wouldn't be a problem for him to live in Jersey. I get it. So I think that Aaron Rodgers, wherever he goes, he's he's 39. He's got a couple of more years at best. We forget that in 2021, dude was out because of, yes, the vaccine thing. And we kind of, we got almost threw Rodgers away, to be honest. We was like, let's get his clone in there, right? But we we bought him back. He came back and he's, he's, he's done well. But the thing is, is I, I think we shouldn't pick apart people's uh, outside activities off the field if they are not harming anyone else, if they have their own thought process. Listen, a lot of these conspiracy theorists, theorists, theorists are really just giving us foresight into what we're looking at in the future. So they have been turning out that these theories have not been lies. Aaron Rodgers might be sharing in tweets or with people or his own experiences just might in fact be true. So I think the mainstream media likes to say that you know, likes to demonize people who who shouldn't share what they don't want the large collective to hear, because some of that stuff will take the veil off people's eyes. So I'm going to go ahead and say salute to Aaron Rodgers. Do what you do. I don't care where you go as long as you don't Well, come to the Raiders. But you know what I mean? I think we could use Aaron Rodgers and it might be nice over there in, in, in over there in the, you know, Vegas. I don't know. There's probably some holes in the red, red canyons over there. But I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Rogers has a couple of years at best in front of him. And then we'll see what he can do. And after that, he can literally just chill because he I feel like that guy's vibe is just about to just he about to sink into like uh, the abyss somewhere and just be happy. So I hope that he gets that, you know, happiness. Everybody should find happiness. <laughs> and Pursuit of happiness. Trip. <laughs> final thoughts. Um. My final thought is actually it's not even I got it. I'm sorry, but I I enough of the Aaron Rodgers, Jim McKinney, all, all of them. My final thought is congratulations to one of the greatest basketball players to play this game on a great career. Carmelo Anthony is officially retiring from the NBA. So that's my final thought. Congratulations. Uh hope you enjoy that retirement, brother. No, absolutely. Salute to Carmelo Anthony, you know. Um, he was one of those people that came to New York and wasn't, you know, afraid to be under the New York lights. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is next. Who knows? But, uh, you know, we don't get that many stars to come to New York like how we do in California. So maybe Aaron Rodgers will be in that category. But, you know, he's 39. But I think for me, my final takeaways is, you know, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but there's a part of me that feels that Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers could just drop the game at any time. Like, would anybody here be shocked if Kyrie Irving says, I'm done with basketball? With all we know from him taking time away from the game? No, right? I see Zay shaking his head. No, we won't be surprised. Will we feel surprised if Aaron Rodgers retires when he's been flirting with retirement for the last couple of years? No, nah, I won't be, right? And the reason why I say that is because they know what they are taking part in. They are taking part in the mass distraction of America. Entertainment, playing football, NFL, right? Take up a ball, throw it in the hoop, make millions of dollars doing it, keep everybody occupied so they don't know what's going on when you reflect on what we're talking about right now, right? And the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, in some ways, I be feeling the same way about my podcast, right? When, when I'm gossiping about sports and stuff like that, I'm like, how could I balance everything out? How could I make what I feel to be the right thing to do? And that's why 
I started incorporating sports politics and things of this nature where I have no fear to talk about it because it needs to be talked about. And if I'm going to distract somebody who could be reading right now and watching the show, I want to make sure they get the full experience of what's going on and be kind of like the news of what's going on and talk about things that nobody wants to talk about in the lamestream media, right? So I think I say that to say Aaron Rodgers, when he goes on this darkness retreat, you know, He's struggling with the fact that he is part of that mass distraction. And he should know that. He's a smart guy. Okay, if you talk about all these conspiracy theories, you know you're taking part in that game. And you're feeling it. And that's why you want to drop the game. And Kyrie Irving is the same way. Kyrie Irving is crying for help, ladies and gentlemen. You see him on that Instagram live that he did a couple days ago. Zay sent it in the chat. He's crying for help. These guys know that what they're taking a part of is not fulfilling to the spirit. And that's why we won't be shocked. If any of those two guys drop the game today, and I'm going to leave us with that. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of 99 Pod. And before we depart like the Red Sea, I'm going to pass over the mic to Sean Michelle and Ant so they can plug themselves in. Oh, my gosh. What a fun time. I just want to go on to say thanks again, Lil Stradamus. I'm going to call you Lil Stradamus at these hours because that is your alias. And, um, you know. Got to do that guy honor. Um, it's been fun. Gosh, it, this is this is something that excites me. These these thoughts and, and you, it's genius to collaborate sport and politics because it's like a slap in the face to people who say stick to sports. And the, and you have a point there, a valiant point with saying you know you they, they are on the same wavelength really. And so you have to consider that politics and sports are if it's nothing cousins because it is a way to entertain aka distract what's going on and so if you're only watching sports you're not watching politics Jalil, this show is bringing all of that in fact right now keep doing what you're doing because later people will re-watch these shows and realize what you're on to and i want to say thank you again for having me i do this show for Jalil's parents especially pops Good to see you guys. And uh, Zay, I will not get your name wrong, Zach. I mean, Zay. Um, and it's always a pleasure to see your smile, your smile on there. Zay, hey, smile. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Ann got a, a bright <laughs> smile, bro. I'm not going to lie. It's brighter than the, the sweater I'm wearing right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> and Zay, too. Zay, you're you're awesome. You're, you, again, you're, you're, your intellect really is fun to listen to. And Ja. And ja. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, you guys, listen to WTF Landia radio show. It's one of those things where I study politics. And so that is my love. And when I study politics, I always studied around what I was being taught. So you're going to find a lot of that. You're going to find a lot of humor mixed with, with calm. A lot of people listen to my podcast and they fall asleep. So if you want a good night's sleep, go ahead and listen. But hopefully you'll find some some joy out of the, the pain that we're witnessing today. So WTF Landia radio on all platforms. And before I pass the mic to Ant, right, I do want to respond to that because in a way, when I came up with the idea and I ran it by Zay and Zach and my dad, right, about 99 Pod, right, transforming from in the huddle, you know, I, I felt Zay's energy in a way. Like, Zay was kind of, in a way, Zay, you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, eh, are we really going to make this transition right now? Like, you know, just questioning about it. My dad was the same way. And now we reflect on where we are right now. And I'm pretty sure Zay loves the show. I'm pretty sure my dad loves the show. He tells me that all the time. And one thing I wanted to do was expand. And, you know, I didn't want to box myself in. 
I want to be able to have conversations like this and mesh sports and politics together. You know, I just want to do that and, and put that out there. But Anthony, the mic is yours. So plug yourself in. Um, yo, first of all, appreciate y'all, uh, Zay, for having me back. Y'all could call anybody in the world up, which I got me. So I appreciate y'all for that. Um, y'all make sure y'all keep rocking out with me uh, every Thursday night. Myself and uh, Eric Sanchez on Real Fans Real Talk, Verizon Forty Three in New York City. Um, if you're not in New York City, you can just hit the website up, realfansrealtalk.com, and um, you can rock out with us from anywhere in the world. Yeah, man, tune in. Ladies and gentlemen. Last, last, lastly, though, a special shout out to Jalil's nieces. You guys have the greatest uncle. He's trying to get us off so he can come watch a movie with you guys. There's yeah, so fact. much love, and the children are our future. You ladies, you have such a wonderful person to look up to. My children, I hope that they're proud of me. I'm sure you guys' family and Zay are proud of us. Like, Let's keep this going. Let's keep this going. Let's keep these conversations happening because they are thought intriguing at least and they are mind improvement at best. I appreciate the good words. And ladies and gentlemen, yep, I got to get to a movie. She exposed it. I got a movie with my niece that we got to watch. She already texting me right now. So I got to go to bed soon. So I'm about to skedaddle. Um, like and subscribe to the channel. Get the notifications. And on to the next one. Peace out.